0: Chapter 10 Growth Hormone Was Smeared. The human growth hormone, or HGH, story is a variant of the others. The punchline is that if it was economical and unrestricted, it might be the most valuable hormone of all. It is likely the safest. Stephen is a gay 72 year old cosmetic surgeon who practices in West Los Angeles. He hangs out with a string of young, good looking partners. Stephen used testosterone, DHEA, and vitamin D for six months and improved. But he was still sore and fatigued, so he started HGH. After five weeks, he said, My sex, energy, and sleep are off the charts. I can work out again without getting sore, and I just got back from a boot camp. Growth hormone was used to treat a growth hormone deficient boy in the late 1950s. It made him taller, so the idea caught on. A commercial product derived from human pituitary glands became available in the late 1970s, and by 1985, 27,000 children had been treated worldwide. When a few people who received HGH were found to be infected with fatal crutchfeld Jacob disease, CJD, the use of pituitary-derived HGH was halted. In 1985, Genentech developed an FDA-approved recombinant bioidentical HGH. It has never caused CJD. Since then, industry has introduced 13 other nearly identical products. Their prices are all equally exorbitant. In 1990, Daniel Rudman published a six-month study of 21 older men taking HGH in the New England Journal of Medicine. Compared to controls, they had an 8.8% increase in lean body mass and a 14.4% decrease in fat. This was an anabolic effect, a proven reversal in a short time of the usual aging trend towards muscle loss and fat gain. This trial was a benchmark that spawned other research. Soon, evidence developed that the medication increased bone density, strengthened immunity, decreased cardiac risk factors, improved cardiac function, decreased cholesterol, improved mental functioning, and improved quality of life. See Appendix C for references about how growth hormone prevents Alzheimer's disease and improves cognitive function. HGH has also been used successfully to treat burns, heart failure, Crohn's disease, obesity, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, ulcerative colitis, and other conditions. Hormone physicians say these findings support using growth hormone to combat aging and improve vitality. And since most adults over 60 have about the same HGH production as people with damaged pituitary glands, they believe prescribing it is reasonable. Unfortunately, the FDA did not agree. Human growth hormone received approval for AIDS wasting, but strangely, it is off-label for most other adult applications, including all of the above. A 2005 JAMA commentary declared that off-label human growth hormone prescribing was illegal. And a 2019 Drug Enforcement Administration monograph claimed, quote, anti-aging use was illicit. The FDA tries to dictate medical practice, which is not their job. Every physician knows that prescribing conventions allow them to treat conditions with any approved medication if they document the reason. Estimates of the total drugs used off-label range up to half of all prescriptions written. We have substantial evidence that HGH improves health, and prescribing it for aging is legitimate. Athletes have employed growth hormone for 40 years. Although it is not a controlled substance like testosterone, HGH has been heavily regulated since 1990, and the FDA does not approve it for athletic performance enhancement. Distribution or possession without a prescription is a crime. Ryan Cronin's article in the Washington University Journal of Law and Policy in 2008 explains the thicket of confusing, politically-motivated regulation restricting its use. Costs Modern HGH is manufactured using bacteria and vats, just like insulin. Both would be cheap if there was no patent system, but human growth hormone can cost $1,000 a month. Some clinics retail it to customers, driving the price still higher. It is less expensive outside the U.S., but faked packaging is common, and an expert is required to distinguish the counterfeits from originals. Although over-the-counter HGH pills and creams are cheap, they are frauds. How to Give and Monitor Growth Hormone It is injected at bedtime just under the skin into fat using a tiny 30- or 32-gauge needle 5-7 to days a week. Patients receive saline fluid that they insert into a bottle of HGH powder, and this preparation likely stays active for four weeks if kept refrigerated. One brand, Norditropin, comes as a pre-mixed liquid. HGH is measured both in international units, IUs, and milligrams, MG. One MG equals three IUs. A good starting dose is 0.2 milligrams per day, that's 0.6 units, This is increased every few weeks to 0.4 to 0.6 milligrams a day, 1.2 to 2 units. Athletes sometimes take double this dose or even more. Elite bodybuilders often use 6 international units per day. There's no accurate blood test for human growth hormone because the human body produces it at irregular intervals and it only lasts a few minutes in the blood endocrinologists diagnose HGH deficiency using an insulin tolerance test where they inject insulin intravenously and then measure blood sugar. This is hazardous and has caused fatalities. The insulin-like growth factor 1, IGF-1 blood test, is a good substitute to assess HGH. Young people have levels of about 300 to 350 nanograms per milliliter, so this has become the treatment goal for older people. Some patients have dramatically improved well-being a few weeks after starting growth hormone. Others feel very little. Health improvements may require three to six months. Although the drug does not have the muscle-building effects of large doses of anabolic steroids, it maintains mass and keeps bodybuilders lean. They get athletic physiques without as much attention to their diet. There are rumors about champion bodybuilders on HGH who eat junk food all day side effects. When the amount given is about the same as the body's production, HGH causes few problems except minor swelling and occasional joint aches. Rarely, fluid buildup in the wrists causes compression of the median nerve with finger pain and numbness. That's carpal tunnel syndrome. This can be prevented if the dosing starts low and is increased gradually and is reversible if the drug is stopped or the amount used is decreased. A persistent urban legend claims that HGH causes diabetes, but a major systematic review refuted this. Despite rumors to the contrary, HGH does not cause cancer. We know because thousands of patients have been studied. Certain pituitary tumors that make excess HGH can cause acromegaly. These patients have bone growth with enlarged hands, feet, and faces. They can get joint pain, hypertension, diabetes, cardiomyopathy, and visual disturbances. Tony Robbins, who is an enormous man with size 16 feet, told his audience he had one of these tumors. I was there and heard him. He said he refused to have it treated because he liked the way it made him feel and perform. No one doubts his energy level. He does his solo self-help act before live audiences for days at a time. If huge doses of HGH are used for long periods, a few acromegaly symptoms might occur, but getting the full-blown syndrome would likely require taking high doses for years and cost millions of dollars. A minor effect is an open space that may develop between the front teeth of HGH users because the bones of their skull grew and their teeth could not. This is seen in some bodybuilders who've used human growth hormone. Arnold Schwarzenegger's photos from the mid-1960s were taken before he had this effect, so they do not show it. A gap appeared in the images from his competition period. He must have fixed his teeth about the time he was elected governor, so the most recent photographs appear normal. Arnold was thought to be one of the first bodybuilders to combine HGH with testosterone and anabolic steroids. Later in his career, when working on a movie, he would barely sleep. His high energy level could have been partially because of the drugs. Conclusion Both growth hormone and insulin are manufactured using proprietary methods, which makes insulin prices stratospheric and HGH nearly unobtainable. Both are bioidentical and safe, however. Properly used growth hormone might be as useful as insulin. We don't know for sure because the restrictions hamper use and research. Most of our studies are simply stories about just a few patients. Few doctors are willing to buck their peers in the regulatory hysteria. The ones who are willing to prescribe HGH are sometimes ostracized. Once again, a natural substance with obvious, well-established functions and minimal side effects has nearly been eliminated from our formulary. Enormous forces actively oppose its use, but they are only dimly visible from my street-level view.